0: Let me
1: tell you a story about something I learned. Let me tell
0: you a story about something I learned.
1: Gonna hit you hard with the fast and the fury. Make your mouth drop like Jordan and Julie. Stepping on the court, dark on dangerous. in the score like Bobby De Niro. Don't approach us like a no gunny Leave you looking like Eddie Norton. Straw in your world like Marvel Marshall. Wanna know why you got sent? We call your belly full Are your mind empty. All sound like on BET. How many naked girls like miss I miss a wild lot, can't believe me eyes Won't stop rocking till the boat capsized In the holy water, washing off your disguise Always go back to your dirty big style Damn, big, you left him hypnotized Soldiers, You're listening to the Be Forever Cool Podcast. My name is Rex45. I am uh, fortunate enough to have uh, the one and only Eli Block on the show. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, just bring the mic up just a tad. There we go. There you go. Um, how you doing today, man? Yeah,
0: you know, I'm doing good. Traveling a little bit. Decided to stop by, film a little podcast with you. Thank right. you for having me, though. It's a great opportunity.
1: I appreciate it. Um, now, you know, you... Um, Man, I don't even know where to jump in because um, you know, you, you. There's a lot to cover today, um, but let's talk about you know how you got into uh, racing, um, and and you know we'll go from there.
0: So, as a kid growing up, I uh, had a dirt bike. My dad got me on a dirt bike with training wheels at uh, two and a half years old. So, you know, I rode till I was about like seven or so, and I just never got into it. Never mm. loved it. So. Uh, my dad brought me to go-karting, and from 7 years old to 14 years old, I uh, kind of fell in love with it. Just uh, got me, I always thought, like, the thought of racing is what I always loved. I always had motorcycles around when I was a kid, but I always loved the thought of it, just never doing it. So when I did go-karting from 7 to 14, I won, eight. I think, 7 or 8 local championships. Um, Definitely... Taught me a lot in the long run coming to road racing, but
1: in- and I was gonna say, how was that? Um, like getting into go karting because uh, that's something I'd like to get into. Um, you know, in and, and you know, was it easy? Um, you know, based on where you live and stuff like that. A lot of go kart tracks co- close by, and you know, did you go like just karting first, or did you go like straight racing?
0: So I had an indoor place which was really close to me, and they had probably the most realistic stuff. Um to date, really, uh, on track karting. So I live maybe like 15 minutes from it. So I, that's where I started until I did all the local stuff. And we had actually some really good local carters race with us. Uh, we had NASCAR drivers that are racing in NASCAR now come and start where we started. And, you know, I was about 12 years old or so when my dad started to bring me out for outdoor karting and national stuff. But I got an offer from a national uh, kart team and I tested for right before and just, you know, I guess it just wasn't what I thought it, I thought it was going to be. So, you know, I was looking at legend car racing, and my dad just never thought we would have the funds to do that stuff and kind of put me into reality and kind of brought me to where I was in when I was 15 years old uh, when I was working with my dad at Penguin. Uh, I always used to work at Canaan, um, mm-hmm. work in the gate for Penguin. Doing all that type of stuff and just sitting around all day. And one day my dad, I was just super bored. And my dad was like, dude, next time you're coming out, you're riding with us. I don't care no matter what you're doing it. So I'm sick of you being bored here. And I know you love the people here. So why don't we get you out on track? And that's where I started.
1: Wow. wow, uh, And, you know, did a lot of the um, karting make being at the track on a bike uh easier um i guess you don't know another way but you've coached some so you know you see other folks struggle where you know did was it like you're already at home because of the 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 karting or right
0: yeah it was really it was it was uh obviously it's a lot different you have two wheels to four but you know apexes braking get rolling on the throttle it's always it's the same exact thing so, I mean, it was a little bit different corner entry sliding compared to, I mean, obviously, on the Motard, I could slide into the corners. And, you know, it was definitely e- making it, it made it a lot easier transitioning into it. So, you know, I mean, I'd like to, I don't know, if, if someone were to get into racing, I would probably recommend you to, you know, start doing some karting. It teaches you a lot about line choice, apex, and, you know, luckily in my case, I was – um as my dad and a lot of people have said, I'm super talented when I got on a bike and I just clicked with it. And, you know, I, I can't say anything because it's just myself. But, you know, luckily I did adapt very quickly to the bike and, you know, got to speed really
1: fast. Wow. And, and what was that like? I mean, you're a young kid. Uh, you're still pretty young. Um, but, you're, you know, you're, you're coming in and you're, you're flying through a uh, different um, class, well, different license group. Um, how, how, how did you feel about that? And at that age where you like, did you, did it just feel natural or were you like, wow, I can't believe I just did that.
0: Yeah, it felt really natural. I mean, every time I got asked a question, uh, until like about like I was 17, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just out there (laughs) doing what I thought I had to do. You know, I wouldn't, I wasn't, I didn't know what technique I was using. I knew I would just do it. I couldn't explain it to anyone until, I was about 18 or 19 when I started, like, really taking my racing seriously. And, you know, the more laps I did, the more things I would try. I would always, when I f- started, focused on doing as many laps as possible so I can get faster. And I just loved it.
1: Right, right. And now, now when you say didn't... many laps as, as possible, like, how many laps in a day are you talking?
0: When I first started racing at Loudoun, um, obviously for the first three rounds, I wasn't a coach. So, mm-hmm. I mean novice to amateur i would just do every practice possible but then when i started coaching uh they had me as a control rider so ride around do as many laps as you want just pick up people if they crash and do that so when i did that for my first season in 2019 when i was an expert i did every single session during the day i would knock it off track the only time i stopped was just to fill up my bike
1: (laughs) not even to eat just to fuel up just to feel up nice nice um that's that's pretty impressive now so i guess around age 18 you decide to uh take it more serious or uh just kind of look at your your writing techniques or uh, i mean because it from what you're saying it just sounds like you were just a natural writer uh, once you started paying attention did you see like you know okay i need to change this i need to change that or you just could explain it better i guess
0: i could explain it better because i tried more things i would like go around and say okay you know what if I tried doing this and this lap? And you know, a lot of people, it's it's easier to say than do. It. I mean, no, when you say
1: this, like, to give an example.
0: Like, um, easier said than done. Like, when I say, go, I'll just go scope twenty feet deeper into the braking zone than I ever have and see where it brings me. You know, try different techniques. Okay, maybe instead of braking so deep, break five feet earlier and use less brake pressure. You just different techniques that help me like, okay, if I take a wider entry cut down earlier, it's just, I was always, I was mechanic, like I was just, I don't know, like built off carting to just do one line every single lap. And the only time I moved out of it was to pass. Right. And now in road racing, there's you have an opportunity where, okay, there's a main race line, but you can maybe fade five feet to the left or right and try different things. And maybe it helps you on entry or exit.
1: Got you, got you. And that's where you started to, uh, I assume, just get quicker.
0: Yeah, it definitely helped. It opened up my horizons and definitely made me go a lot faster. And, you know, luckily, my progression throughout my whole entire start of my career, probably from 2018 when I first started riding to, you know, where I am now was super quick. I was consistently dropping six tenths a weekend uh, up until I was down to the fifteens on a motard.
1: Oh wow. Uh, that is that is pretty impressive. Um now does uh the dirt riding on the dirt help you more with, with the motard or it is just from sliding around on the cart?
0: Uh I would say, you know, into I didn't start riding dirt until 2021. Okay. So I think it's just learning how to slide on the track. You know, I would do even like when I was saying trying things, I would come to a corner and just try sliding. you know, just rear brake a whole bunch of front brake grab some downshifts and try sliding it might not look good like all the pros but (laughs) you learn how sliding you know as you progress more speed you get more comfortable with the front end pushing the front end chattering and then you learn different techniques how to get rid of it or ride through it
1: Gotcha. now are you sliding both wheels or the rear
0: um you know it depends on what you're doing. Current, like when I'm on the motard, it's everything sliding. Okay, Every, the front end and rear end sliding through and sliding and chattering. The front, the front might be chattering, but the rear sliding to catch up with the bike. So,
1: right. And and when that happens now, do you the riding style of the motard versus? I mean, I know, and we'll get to the the middle weight. But are you keeping the bike more up in the corners and sliding around, or you're still like sliding around knee down?
0: I'm it's just all the lean angle you carry. You know, it's, I won't change my riding style depending on anything that's happening. I'll just ride like normal, Mm -hmm. but you know, like the front end, if the thing that taught me a lot was just understanding my dad's a suspension guy. My dad's a mechanic. He's an amazing mechanic. And you know, he taught me, he just from hearing, he's not even talking to me because me and him, our relationship wasn't like, okay, until about two years ago, we didn't talk about suspension. We didn't talk about changes. We were just, you know, this doesn't work. Okay, well, the bike's the fi- bike's fine. It's just you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So until he started, I heard him have a conversation with other people about chatter and what what it actually is. The definition of it is what taught me how to get rid of it in certain situations.
1: So, okay, nice. So about the time you started uh, listening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and that's something that's difficult. So, I, you know, I have a twelve-year-old that plays tennis, and 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 she's well, she does a couple other sports too. So she's and she's really good. But you know, at when when they when you're younger, it, it, it's it's harder, especially when you're hearing it from your your parent, right? It's, it's harder to have that information soak in. Um, and and so you know, I'm you know, obviously you're a lot older than that, but it is it just reminds me, like, yep, like I can I can see it's like you know, you're figuring a lot of things out and. You know, you, you, you have to get to a point where now, okay, I need to get to the next level. I got to start, you know, listening and, and learning from folks that have more experience. Because at, at that point, it's, you, the natural talent can only take you so far. And then that experience um, of, of, of other folks and input and stuff like that takes you to where you can sustain that, that top level.
0: Of course. Yeah. My dad always brought up the idea or the example like, Mark Marcus's riding coach, do you think he's faster than him? No. Then why aren't you listening to me? Like I, I have so much experience. I have experience to go as fast as you want to go. I just can't personally do it. I don't have the, I'm not willing to, I don't have the talent to, but you have the talent to. And if you listen and you use what I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm, I would never try to hurt you, dude. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go. F- and it just gives me a list of things. And then, you know, if I tried it, it worked. Then I'm like, okay, over time, I was like, Ah, uh, that was just coincidence. But you know, until I got a lot a little bit older, um, I started really listening to them, and it's helping a lot. And, and
1: was it like a defining moment when when that happened? or just kind of. You, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, like, again, I, I'll, I'll go with my kids. There, They look like they ain't listening. But, you know, two days later, it was like, I was listening. And and, 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 and you have had an opportunity to, to kind of try what they suggest. Or was it like, OK, from this day forward, because I want to get here, I got to do, you know, X, Y and Z.
0: I think it was more just progression. It was just over time I would listen. And then, you know, sometimes he wouldn't give me, you know, at times he wouldn't give me advice, obviously, just because, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't see what's going on but then you know once i probably in 2021 is the first time we actually started talking about suspension we started trying changes we started actually doing stuff because the motar is a base that he's built over 15 years of riding mm-hmm. so people have tested it and developed it and i just got handed it which a lot of people didn't really think helped me at the start of my career but it doesn't just because i have a certain bike or because i have a certain power doesn't mean that's why i'm fast because i i had I can't even tell you how many people told me that you're only fast because your dad's you're on your dad's bike. Well, you know, I proved on different bikes that I'm a lot different. I can go out there. I went out in Clarky's um, Honda Motard with a shot tire, right? And um, you know, he's like, okay, well, you know, you just go out there have some fun, ride it. You know, I'll, I'll be happy if you, if you get seventeens because he was trying to run seventeens on right. it. I come back with a fifteen eight, and he's like, okay. Do
1: now, now do you use things like that as as motivation when when somebody says it's the bike or it's your dad or or, or you know do you, does that do you that does that roll off or do you go oh I'm gonna go prove them wrong?
0: You know I've always built my career off of proving people wrong. <laughs> I've always you know I, I'm one of those kids where you know a lot of people you know I I respect Eric Wood crazy and you know I I didn't do a lot of his classroom stuff because I was so ADHD that I couldn't sit and really focus that long Mm -hmm. but you know when i hear people say oh you can't do that especially like you know shane narbonne was a big help in my career coaching me when i always told shane I when he said okay 14s are possible on heart, and then eric wood said no it's not the only reason you could ever get it was because it's on your bike your dad's bike the contradicting both of them just made me push as hard as humanly possible
1: right right. so i I suspect 2023 now you you, you know it doesn't matter right because i mean after last year um i guess they can't say you can't do it
0: no (laughs) i know and especially like even on the 400s when i first again i got fast on that and i hit records it was like oh well that's that's a built bike you're cheating yada yada well last year i came out after not riding a 400 all year i bought a 400 off of bartcon racing Mm -hmm. uh suspension was super soft i was bottoming out in every single corner uh the thing was we unrestricted it but the map was set for restricted so at ten thousand five hundred rpm the map went flat. So no no more like there's no power coming after ten thousand RPM. So I was on mixed fuel. My dad actually had his accident that weekend where he um he had a crash in the pits. So mm-hmm. he wasn't there all weekend. So I was just out there doing everything on my own and I still went out there and ran half a second off my track record on a bike that I never rode before. I had two seconds on and then, you know, it's just the proving factor, you know, I, I believed in myself and that's the main thing. Everything in life it's just if you believe in yourself and you tell yourself you can do it, no matter what anyone tells you, you can right. just follow through.
1: No doubt. And and so now, when you're out there in in, in the races, um, like you know, you know how easy it for you to, to lock in, you know, before a race or like what what are some of the things you do before you go out there? And is it is it more you just you're just having fun or are you are you looking like okay, well, you know, I'm gonna push hard in the beginning and then try to maintain. Um, what, what's the mindset like?
0: I've changed my race style a lot over the last year. Um, actually this year. Yeah. Um, I used to be a red mist rider where every single time before the race, I would put my visor down and there was just one, my vision would just go like, it was like straight line. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I, I would do it every single time. And you know, it got me to super fast. Like, don't get me wrong. It was everything when my mind went blank. But also came with some consequences where, you know, I would crash or I made stupid mistakes where I made this year on the Motard and the Dash where I got suspended for one round. So after that, I kind of, I mean, I've worked with my mental coach, J-Cav, with uh, Rack Racing or now it's um, Behind the Best podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've been working with him for six months now and it's just like, Understanding what the mental side of our sport is, because every as I think the fact is eighty percent of sports is mental.
1: Yeah, I would say that it's a, it's definitely a high number. Uh, now, was that like a you know that that's something that you decided on your own? Just say okay, it's time to get the mind right. And um, I mean, you know, we're in an era now where. The, you, that is the way, right? You know, a lot of the top folks now are sitting down with with um, mental coaches. I think you saw that with Oje Martin and and some of these other riders, and and you know Pecco and, and these guys that are at, at the top top level. Um, so is it kind of like how can you like just maintain the high level? Is that what you were trying to fix or work on? Or
0: I think it was the biggest thing was just. Looking forward to this year, we had some really big races coming ahead, and I was super ahead of myself. I was super; I, my head was super big because I've always been, you know, my ego's always been very big, which is a not a great fact or not not very good. But it kind
1: of has to be. It has, but to you be. have to be able to harness it. it and control it, right? So a lot,
0: I would get in trouble because I had I was very confident in myself. I would walk around like I was the number one there. And, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say random things to people. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm the best. It's just, I gave off that. that right, attitude. right, So right. that's where I got in trouble with yeah. people saying, oh, your kid's doing this, your kid's doing that. Everyone would come to my dad. No one would come straight to me because I was <laughs> still a kid and they still do it. People still do it. People come to my dad, oh, your kid did this. He's 20 years old. Yeah. Go to him. So it's, it's um, you know, I, I've worked on it and, you know, now I've put myself into a different mindset where... You know, I've thought of, I'm thinking of racing in a way that I've never thought of it. You know, I've, I've always been, I always thought of myself as super mentally strong rider, which I was because I didn't use my brain.
1: Right, right. Natural talent.
0: And now I've come to a point where a lot of things didn't affect me because I would just, if anyone said anything before a race, I would just go into a zone where it was just super aggressive, super Right. I'm approving this person wrong. I'm Approving this person wrong. Everything that anyone's ever said in my whole entire life, like it's, it's not the way that you want or that you should be riding.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know, you know, I'll point out Michael Jordan. He did this for years. He'll find reasons to motivate him. Um, but you know, I think you know, and I don't know when you talk about folks coming to your dad and saying things. I don't know if that's on the track stuff or you know when you're off the bike and hanging out that kind of stuff. Because on the bike, or like any sport you really have to have a killer instinct you you know what i mean but you have to be humble that you know and and when you're young you're gonna thump your chest it's 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 hard not to but you learn quickly like okay well if i want to sustain this thing um then i then i have to carry myself a certain way and you can see that now with john morant and and what he's going through right now uh with the grizzlies and stuff like that and you know this guy got millions of dollars and and it's just when you're young you're gonna make mistakes. I don't. I don't I, as long as you, I think you have supporting people, people that support you, um, that can kind of say, "Hey, man, it's time to moonwalk it back a little bit," because you, you, you're going down a, a, a place that, you know, you, when, especially you know when you got talent, right? I mean, I think anybody should do it, regardless if you have talent, don't have talent. But you know, when when you have talent, uh, it, it's not that doesn't get you to where you want to get to. It's like the surrounding factors, and and then just how you how you move.
0: Yeah, my dad's always been, the way that he raised me was he's a very, he's a brutally honest person. So, you know, he'll sit, he'll, he'll sit me straight, straight in my place, you know? And, you know, a lot of my friends, I have a lot older friends uh, that I hang out with. Um, So they also, you know, like they'll, I'm the little brother, so they'll always pick on me. They'll make sure they set me in my place so I know who I am, you know? So it's, it's really like, you know, not saying you have to have that, but, you know, that's what's helped me a lot. just having people that keep me straight um make sure i'm a level head and you know i've been very blessed to have a great group of people around me
1: nice uh so it's 2023 um last year you did four rounds on an r6 um what's the plan for uh 2023
0: plan is uh you know i'm doing all of Loudon i'm missing one round doing to moto america but um i will be racing i think like five classes at Loudon on a 600 and a 400 so I'll be racing. I think I'm mainly only going for the money rounds uh, or races. So I'll be doing some races off, like the endurance races, but mainly I'm going to do the 600 loud and the 400 loud. Uh, I'll be racing the, uh, or actually Team ECB this year and Bartcon Racing have teamed up to have a three round support. So Colin's been generous enough to support me and my dad, uh, our side of Team ECB Racing, for three rounds, so two Moto America rounds on the Ninja 400 and the Junior Cup. Okay, And he'll be helping us at the Loudon Classic on our R6.
1: Oh, nice. And now, what's that like um, racing in Moto America? Because I, mean, I think you did it uh, either a couple of seasons, uh, some rounds?
0: Yep, I did two rounds. Uh, in 2020, I did two rounds at the Pittsburgh jersey, and then in 2021, I did Virginia-Pittsburgh jersey.
1: And hey, what's that like running in Moto America?
0: It's, you know, at first, it's the first year, is a, it was humbling. It was very humbling. You know, um, I thought I was going to do, you, you think you're going to do a certain way, but based off like certain facts, like the weekend before my first Moto America round, I beat At Loudon. Mm-hmm. Ben's been battling for top fives all year. Well, if I show up at Moto America and I get my ass handed to me, you know, I'm, I'm back of the pack, just, it's a different, but it's a different bike, different setup, different everything. You know, there's different tricks and parts that you have to run and you, it's kind of like you're, you're fiddling with the line of being legal or not. Right. So, you know, now over time, you know, at first you're like, at my second round at Jersey, I was battling for fifth. So I learned a lot, but in that time I was like surprised. I was super surprised. I was like, okay, I see, I, I'm racing with this guy. Oh my God. Like, you know, you, you you're putting these people on a pedestal right. where you shouldn't be. Like, if you really want to be the best, then you shouldn't be putting these people at a pedestal. So, you know, like 2021, I fixed that. I got my first top five uh, jersey. Mm-hmm. On, um, I got an engine from Bob Robbins. I was generous enough to let me use it for that round. It was good power. It just had the mapping was a little bit weird, so it bogged down the bottom a little bit, which, you know, we figured it out, but I rode with it. But, um, you know, this year when everyone's talking about the classic, you know, all these big names coming and ask me about it, how I feel, it's, it's an, another ordinary race for me. I'm just... Coming into it, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys can do at our home track, but I don't I don't think they're anything special compared to what
1: we have. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, what the track record is, is you guys are running close to it, so.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're there. I mean, you know, last year we were down, Scott, I ran at 11.9, and I ran consistent 12 flats from the last round. So I'm definitely – you know, going down to Barber, doing a test on the new Michelin tires. Okay. Uh, I did that. You know, sadly my tranny blew a third session, but luckily we had Zev who I just dropped off the bike too. Uh he let me swap all my parts over on his bike, run it. And um, you know, it's I'm looking real I'm for I'm looking re- really good for this season. I'm really forward to just riding. You right. know, I haven't ridden in a little bit. You know, I went down to did Barber, I went down to Jennings, did some coaching, but I also did like two days of riding. Or, sorry, Bushnell um, at the kart track. But um, I'm just I'm feeling really good. I've been working out now. You know, I never worked out before this year. I um, always used my youth to my <laughs> advantage. Right. And now it's, you know, if I want to be the best, I got to work out. I'm doing anaerobic work, uh, workouts where it's high intensity for as long as you possibly can. So I'm doing bike rides for an hour where it's 180 heart rate average. So it's fifty three minutes. Wow! So it's, it's just, it's just pushing myself, and my dad's been helping me a lot, push me, work, giving me plans to work out. You know, we figured out over t- uh, over the off season, my endurance is not the problem; it's just my body. You know, I'm not. I need to start. My mom, my parents are making me go to yoga now.
1: So. Yeah, no, that's it's it's tough when you're young because you don't want to do those things, but. You know that will help you a lot, and and it's great that you're you're buying into it, um, especially the, the yoga part because that's something that you can take forever with you. Uh, but you know you you just have to be so flexible. Uh, and and so now have you also changed your diet as well with the with the working out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I try, but you know, like it's not like I eat. Oh, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll back away from that one. I do eat bad, not horrible. I right. could eat a lot worse, but. You know, I I could be eating a lot better, but I've never had a problem. I saw Teague say something that during the race weekend, he wasn't eating right and he didn't feel good. I've never had that problem. So, you know, maybe it's because he's so fit because he's really fit. He's leaned out. He's maybe his body is so used to being at that certain. It's just like running a race bike. You tune yourself to a certain fuel. Maybe he's tuned his body to eat to a certain level where I'm my body's in a good I'm in good shape, but I've built myself off of eating
1: McDonald's and such
0: yeah you know like I'll eat like I've been working on because I don't have crazy money but with my job I every single day for lunch I'm eating from I'm taking stuff from home now eating I'll go grab grab a soda but like I'll eat what I have at home instead of spending more money that I need to spend for racing
1: right right um, which, which, which is going to be uh big this year. Now, do you think that folks are out of towners, as, as, as I like to say, uh, are going to be coming from the first round at Loudoun to kind of learn the track and, and, and do testing the first two rounds? Do you think folks are just going to show up the day of and or the weekend of? And
0: so, I know for sure a lot of the guys are going to be there for round two. Round one, um, there's What's called uh, Atlanta Moto Americas that weekend. Okay. So round two, everyone's coming from what I've heard insider information. There's a Dunlop test on Thursday. Uh, Dunlop rented out the track. Wow. So on Thursday before round two, they'll have a lot of the riders there testing. So when we're pulling in there, there's gonna be people on track. So a whole bunch of people are gonna get starstruck. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I know a lot of the guys will be there. I'm. I know round one. Or I mean, sorry, round two is gonna be a mock race for the classic. It's gonna be. There's going to be half the field there, I believe. So, it's going to be a nice little. If anyone's really questioning it, you know, this is going to be their final kind of test to see right. where they ma- or rank up.
1: Man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I know I'm going to miss at least, I'm going to be there for the classic, but I know I may miss either the first or second round. But I got to assume Loudon's going to uh, look a little different in May uh, with the, with the amount of folks that show up. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine, like, media coverage and, and vendors and everything else. Um, it's probably It should be very, very, very big.
0: It's going to be huge. I'm really excited for it. And, you know, it's my, I've always, like, never, like, growing up, I never really knew about the Loudon Classic. I knew of it because I my dad raced it. But uh, he never raced it, but we always went up and watched it. So I never, like, knew the history behind it. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I learned the history about it. I'm like, damn, you know, I, w- I really wish that we could have, you know, had our I could have raced our pro uh local race but um now it gives me an opportunity and I'm super excited to get out there and race my first pro race especially on a 600 at our local track at our local fans I got I got a whole bunch of family and friends coming up so I'm really excited to show them cuz you know they've always heard about me racing they've never seen me race I I ride woods with them I ride motocross with them they've seen me there and then I had a friend come up last year, and he's like, that's looking at my dad on the front straightaway. That's not him. That's not the same kid that I know. <laughs> the kid hits trees. Not, not goes on the straightaway at 140 miles per hour. But,
1: uh-huh. yeah. And uh, so you had mentioned um, riding woods, and, and let's explain that a little bit. Um, and I assume that's different from, like, the dirt track or trail riding.
0: Yeah, it's um, – I do two uh, two series. I race Netra, which is uh, – I think it's New England Trail Association, Tra- Trail Racing Association. So it's hair scrambles. So it's a little more te- technical races for two hours. Uh, and then I do J-Day, which is half motocross, half woods, which is like probably the biggest series on the East Coast right now. Wow.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen some uh, vid- videos and stuff. I haven't gotten a chance to uh, go there, but it, it seems like it's a, it's a huge turnout.
0: Oh, it's always fun. I love doing them.
1: Now... Um- Now, folks are trying to reach you. Uh, How how can they find you on on social media?
0: So my Instagram is EliBlock underscore. Uh, My Facebook, because Facebook is weird. It's Eli Colby on Facebook. It doesn't accept Block as a last name, and I didn't feel like calling Facebook at the time. (laughs) So everyone's got to know me as Eli Colby. So it's Eli Colby on um, Facebook, and my email is EliBlock96 at gmail.com.
1: Got you, got you, got you. Um, Wow, so okay, so you're racing three... Uh, Motor America rounds this year and, and five Loudon rounds?
0: Uh, I believe six now. Oh, six. Okay. I think they, because they added the seventh round in. Yeah, they they, so, yes, they did. Pretty much the same thing.
1: Nice, nice. Now, are you going to also uh, do coaching as well? And, and, and what's that like um, coaching? I mean, you're still a young rider, um, but coaching new riders.
0: Um. So I've always been into teaching ever since I was a little kid. Like, even at like when I was a go karter, I was like eight years old teaching summer camps, doing that stuff. So it's always been in me. I've always liked teaching people and seeing people do better. Um, but, you know, I started doing that with Penguin. And, you know, I've been, it's it's been hard over the last two years because I've been trying to focus on, actually, the last two years I've been testing things. So I've never done that testing part, as we talked about before. But now I want to work on testing different things, which is kind of, it conflicts with coaching. but. You know, like I coach for Evolve GT, I coach for Penguin, I coach for Main GP, uh, New Jersey and South Florida. Um, so I, I love coaching the little kids. It's so much fun with Main GP. You got four-year-olds that are just like, anything you tell them to do, they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. They'll just do it, you know, go drag your elbow. Okay. They don't know how to ride a bike. They'll just do it. Right.
1: So. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, kids are sponges and uh, it's a beautiful thing to see uh, when they're out there um, on these small mini bikes and and having a good time.
0: Yeah, I coached, um, Joel Lobb, a guy that raced up at and his son, Joel Jr. They lived 25 minutes from me. So I used to go down every week and do actually help my racing a lot as well. I used to do coach, uh, circle drills with them, cone drills and parking lots. Mm-hmm. And I used to take part of them. Uh, and you know, it's when I did them, I started learning, like even from the first time I ever did cone drills with them, I still could teach him cause I know what to do, but my form on the little bike even got better, you know? So over the However many times I've done it with them, my form and my everything has gotten better on the small bike, which is crazy. And it's it's contributed to a lot to my riding.
1: Nice. Nice. Now, um, you talked about the, the training there and, and also, you know, the physical training part. now as far as bike, um, what do you do for training and how much riding do you try to get in um, without even racing?
0: So I do a lot of uh, trail riding and woods riding because we have a lot of places near my house. So, I mean, midsummer I'll probably be riding two to three times a week. So mm-hmm. if it's, you know, a Wednesday night ride where we that that's the, what a lot of the local guys do, Wednesday night rides down in this place. We have a, like, five-mile woods loop where we have double A pro riders down to C riders. So it's wow. find your group and go. So you got that. So we'll go out there, do two, three hours of riding there. Um, then I'll ride another time during the week whenever I feel it, and then I'll probably have a race that weekend. So I think I have, like, 25, 24 events this year scheduled between road racing, woods racing, J-Day and Netra, um, doing, like, a Grand National Cross Country race, which is uh, the AMA version of uh, our woods racing. So I'll do that. I'll go to Indiana, do that race. going to go, like, Pittsburgh, Jersey, before the Moto America rounds and do some testing. Okay and um, I'll go down to West Virginia in a few weeks and get some shakedown on my 400.
1: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Now, with all that and all that you've said, and we're going to wrap this up, uh, how much fun are you having doing, doing what you're doing and, and how much fun has it been in the last, just, just racing?
0: I loved it all the way up until 2021, <laughs> and then it became a job. And then after I like 2021 and 2022, I was going to do dirt bikes only. I was going to do, do like my five rounds at Loudon and race dirt bikes only. And then I got injured a lot and then I got suspended and now I'm on the 600. So it brought my love back for racing. Now that I'm on a big bike and I'm learning again and I have people to battle with. And Mm -hmm. I never really had that. I was always racing a clock at Loudon. I was always, okay, can I better my lap time? Can I, I didn't have anyone to race with. So now it's I have someone to chase down. And, you know, maybe one day soon I get back to that point, but you know, if it doesn't, then I'd love to race with Scott. Scott's an amazing rider.
1: Yes, definitely awesome man well i want to thank you for coming on the show man yeah thank you for having me man. Uh, my name is rex 45 this is eli block peace